In the previous episode, the fascinating thing when it comes to food and health is that food is powerful and recognizing that just because it is deemed healthy does not mean that it is healthy for you. One of the great things about been in the nutritional endocrinology program is to make sure that we customize, we individualize for the person. Welcome to Reinvent Healthcare, a podcast for health and wellness practitioners passionately committed to transforming our current broken disease-focused system. Your host, Dr. Rita Marie Los Calzo, is devoted to helping you get results with complex health challenges like autoimmune, hormonal imbalances, and chronic health challenges caused by nutritional and lifestyle-induced imbalances. Here's your host, Dr. Rita Marie. Welcome back to Reinvent Healthcare, the podcast for health and wellness practitioners who are passionate about making a difference. As we come to the end of our immunology theme, it's time to address the most frequently asked questions that come up regarding immune system function, imbalance, and disorders. If you're a health practitioner who really wants to help people to get well, not to just cover up symptoms, not to just apply protocols, whether nutritional or pharmaceutical, we are doing a live event that's just right for you. It's called Functional Nutrigenomics in Clinical Practice. And it's all about how you can learn the genetic testing you can do with people to help you to personalize their diet and lifestyle plans. And when you put that together with your typical really great functional history and lab testing, you're gonna have all you need. So join us for an online virtual event that you can attend from anywhere. It's June 2nd to 4th, 2023. And you can get there by going to nesliveconference.com. That's nesliveconference.com. And we'll also put the link on the show notes page. The pandemic has plagued the world since 2020 and people are living in fear. Unfortunately, the public isn't being given the information they need to create and maintain a healthy immune system. And while the infectious nature of the current pandemic can't be denied, what about the other epidemic and pandemic conditions that are not making headlines? Autoimmune disease is at an all-time high. Here are some of the startling statistics. Over 624 million people are afflicted by autoimmune conditions. And there are more than 100 different autoimmune diseases that have already been identified. Over $100 billion is spent annually just for dealing with the major autoimmune conditions. And one of the top 10 causes of death in women under 65 is autoimmune disease. It's the second highest cause of chronic illness. It's the top cause of morbidity in U.S. women. And in general, it takes people four or more years and four or more doctors to get an effective diagnosis. They're just given the runaround. Your symptoms, who? well, we don't know what they are. 46% of these people suffering from autoimmune disease are being considered constant complainers. They're just too concerned about their health. And the annual cost to treat 
an autoimmune disease for a year is somewhere between $1,700 and $28,000. The intent of this episode is to cover some of the questions our practitioners typically ask about immune system dysfunction. A common one I hear is, why aren't we bombarded with information about autoimmune disease and how to slow or prevent the spread like we are regarding infectious diseases? Well, I believe it's mainly because there are no miracle drugs or vaccines to sell us to deal with autoimmune disease. The drugs that are available are ineffective. They really just mask the symptoms, and most people are told just to live with it. That's a really serious epidemic, pandemic, whatever you want to refer to it as. So why are we having so much autoimmune disease? Why is it almost like a spread, like an infectious spread, because so many people are dealing with it. Well, I think big part of it is the standard diet, the Western look at at the diet and the toxic environment. We've had several episodes where we've dealt with these. We've had Dr. Tom O'Brien talking about a lot of the environmental impacts that affect people's immune system and cause it to so-called start to go awry and attack itself. And in that episode, he talked about how it's really not the immune system gone wrong. It's really doing the right thing. It's just we've given it the wrong signals. We covered a lot about the diet in the episode with Dr. Terry Walls and how things that are just considered normal parts of the diet are actually triggering the immune system to not function properly. So why is there so much autoimmune disease? because of our toxic environment, because of our toxic food, because of our toxic water, and because of our toxic emotions. People are constantly living in fear. They're watching the news. They're getting false information, and they're scared. And that stress is one of the triggers. So I recommend you go back if you've missed any of the previous episodes and listen in, because you can be empowered to help your clients, your patients, to avoid the ravages of autoimmune disease and even reverse them. So another question I get a lot is, could the current pandemic have been slowed if people had paid more attention to their diet and nutrient supplementation? I believe yes. I believe that we're given this information about hand washing and distancing and mask wearing, and those are good in their own right. But what about the real underlying cause is the immune system can't handle it. Go back and listen to the first episode in this series where we talked about the innate versus the acquired immune system. We're being sold that we need to address the acquired immune system, get the antibodies going, get the vaccines. But in reality, what about the innate immune system? We talked a lot in that episode about all the nutrients that are important and the foods that supply those nutrients to help provide a healthy immune system. We hear a lot about leaky gut being involved in autoimmune disease. Is leaky gut also involved in infectious disease? I believe the answer to that is yes. When the gut is not working properly, when it's not filtering out the bad stuff and letting in the good stuff, we get a system that's bombarded with extra things to deal with. 
So when the immune system is bombarded with really innocuous things like some broccoli protein making it through the lining of the gut, it gets distracted and can't do its job effectively at fighting the real invaders, the dangerous invaders, the toxins in the environment and the bugs. So what else? How do I convince parents that they need to change their kids' way of eating to protect them from infections and allergies? This is a common question I get from practitioners. Parents don't believe me because their doctors didn't tell them that the diet has anything to do with their susceptibility to infectious disease. That the doctor didn't say that the diet has anything to do with allergies. Kids are suffering. Kids are suffering because we're putting the wrong food into them. And parents need to have their eyes open. So how do we get them to see this? Education. You guys, as practitioners, need to be out there educating your parents. Do webinars, do Facebook Lives, do YouTube videos, write papers, do workshops. Educate people. They have to listen. Their kids' lives are at stake. It's not helpful for kids to be thrown into an environment where they're, they're not able to socialize. They need to be using the power of food, the power of nutritional supplementation, the power of clean environment in order to protect their immune systems. This is where parents need to be educated. And if they love their kids, they will do the right thing. They just need to be presented the information. The news isn't going to do it. The newspapers aren't going to do it. The doctor's offices are not really educated and equipped except for those wonderful, cutting-edge, holistic pediatricians out there. We need to be getting this information out there. You want to protect your kid? It's not about taking them in and getting their vaccines on time. It's not about having them take antihistamines at the first sign of a cold. It's not about having them do hand washing with actually toxic chemicals that are in those, um, most of those antimicrobial washes, hand washes. It's about helping them to see that their children need to develop healthy lifestyle habits. And guess what? The parents need to develop that. They can't be feeding their kids broccoli and bananas while they're sitting around eating M&Ms and fried food. So it's a family issue. Educate the families. Create classes. Create documents. Create recipe guides. Make it fun. These are the kids that are going to survive and thrive and not be subject to all this infectious disease and not be subject to allergies that keep them out of school because they can't go outside once the pollen starts to rise or that they can't eat in public. We need to be changing the public. We need to be changing the public's the food supply. We need to be educating people that say no to the fast food and the fried food and the sugary food and say yes to whole fresh foods. Go back to Dr. Terry Wall's episode and listen to what she recommends. Listen to how she reversed her multiple sclerosis. She went from being in an inclined wheelchair to a year later after making changes, riding her bike 18 miles. This is possible for your patients. This is possible for your clients. This is possible for your own families and their kids. 
We need to be, this is all what this podcast is all about, reinventing this system, reinventing this system. So when people say to you, oh, it's hard, I look around and say, well, yeah, it it is hard to make changes to your diet. It's also hard to lose a breast. It's also hard to be so sick in bed that you can't breathe and have to go to the hospital. It's also hard to watch your family members suffer. So what are you going to do about that? Yeah, it might be hard a little bit to give up the M&Ms. And yeah, it might be hard to have to make real food instead of stopping at the fast food place. But you've got to hold a stand for these people. You've got to let them know, take one change at a time, like Dr. Tom O'Brien spoke about in our episode with him. One change, one change, one change. And the next thing you know, over the course of 52 weeks, if you do one change a week, made a lot of a lot of headway so we need to be a little bit stronger in the way we speak to people we need to be a little bit more firm when people say well you know i really don't want to give up my whatever 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 (laughs) because i like it it's like well i don't know that you really want to lose a breast i don't know that you really want to have osteoporosis and break a bone this is where you're heading When I look at you and when you do a complete history on people and you do some of the labs, you can say to people, look, you're heading in this direction. Do you want to change the course? Let's do something about it together. I'll be on your side. I'll be here to support you. I'm going to provide you with the recipes you need, the programs you need, the checklists you need. You need to be, as a practitioner, equipped to do that. If you're a graduate of our nutritional endocrinology practitioner training or one of our students, you know that I've been working on those resources to empower people for decades. And we provide you with them so you don't have to spend the decades creating them. People love it when you can give them a food plan, when you can give them some recipes that taste good but are also good for you. Check out Dr. Walls' book. She has some good recipes in there as well. And there's a lot of that out there. You need to empower your people. So when they say to you, I don't know if I could get my kid to eat that, who's the parent and who's the kid? Let's make it fun for them. You owe it to them to help them to provide a good diet for their kids. A diet that's loaded with nutrients and devoid of the toxins that deplete the immune system. So one of the questions I also get is, why don't conventional doctors address this? Why don't they address the food sensitivities? Why don't they address the imbalances, the toxic foods? Why don't they talk to their patients about what they should eat? Why doesn't the news do this? Why don't the broadcasters say, hey, if everybody would go out and you know start eating more broccoli and less M&Ms, they're going to be much more suited to protect themselves from infectious disease and autoimmune disease. And the big why, (laughs) the big why, the answer to that big why is it has to do with finances. It has to do with money. It has to do with who's funding it. They're not getting the education because the drug companies are actually, they're not in a position where they want people to get well because healthy people don't need their drugs. And they have to retool and find something else to provide value to people. That's why they don't address it. Food sensitivities. I see so many people deal with infection after infection after infection. And when we take out some of the toxic foods and when we take out some of the foods they're sensitive to, the gluten, the dairy, 
We take out the sugars, which are causing roller coaster rides with the blood sugar. That's when they start to get better. What nobody's saying on TV is that sugar is a, directly affecting the effectiveness of the immune system. Go back and listen to episode one, where I talked about the white blood cells and the effects that sugar has on them and their infection fighting potential. So why don't conventional doctors and why don't conventional wisdom, the pharmacists, the TV shows talk about food sensitivities, talk about nutrient imbalances, talk about blood sugar? Because they'd lose their sponsorships if they did. Then the other question I get a lot are what are the best tests for immune function? You have a kid that's over and over again getting ear infections. You have an adult who's catching every flu that goes around. What tests should we be running as holistic, functional practitioners? One of the most simple tests that should be run on everybody that's having any kind of immune challenge, any kind of cold, any kind of flu, any kind of thing that doesn't seem to be healing is the simple old CBC, complete blood count, 25 bucks. The other thing that should be run is blood sugar because some blood sugar imbalances can contribute to chronic infection. Here's what happened to my son when he was a freshman in college. Healthy kid his whole life. He goes into the dorm. Yeah, he has, you know, kids have stressful years their first year in college. We attributed his chronic cough that he developed, a cold that didn't go away for six weeks, to, okay, he's stressed out, right? But he wasn't going to the cafeteria and eating the junk that they provided at school. He was really careful about that. So why was he getting sick? So he decided after, you know, six weeks to go into the doctor at the clinic there and find out if there was anything really badly wrong with him. And, and he only went in when he developed hives after all of this. He went in there and they looked at him and said, oh, you've got this rash. I wonder what it is. And he, from having looked at the internet, said, I think it's a post-viral rash. I've had a cold for all this time. And what did they do? Did they take a test? Did they run a CBC on him to see if he had elevated white blood cells, depressed white blood cells? Did they run any of that? No. They wrote a prescription for antibiotics and steroids which my son proceeded to just throw away because he knew that wasn't going to solve the problem. We sent him to an herbalist acupuncturist who said, you know, if you're not better by, by Friday, we're going to run a CBC, but here's what we're going to do now. Put him on some herbs, did some acupuncture, and it boosted his immune system enough. Well, long story short, we ended up finding out why he couldn't get rid of that cold. His room was mold-infested. The air conditioner had dripped. When we went back in to help him move out after that first year, the rug was soaked. There was a mold stench in his room, and that was what caused his immune system to go down, right? But nobody asked him that. Nobody in the conventional medical world asked him that. So you, as a health and wellness practitioner, whether you're a health coach, whether you're a nurse, whether you're a doctor, whatever you might be, you're working with people to help them get their health back. You owe it to them to ask the right questions, to know what right labs to run, and to help them support their immune system through diet and lifestyle. Okay? Last question I want to answer. People ask me this all the time, and your clients are going to ask you this all the time. Okay, so I get it that food is important, but what supplements should I keep on hand in case 
I or somebody in my family get sick? And the answer to that is, it depends. So in the first episode, we talked a bunch about the nutrients. So the stuff that I recommend that everybody have on hand is vitamin C. I prefer powdered buffered vitamin C because it's easy to dispense. It's hard to get a three-year-old to swallow a pill. I recommend vitamin D because vitamin D and vitamin A, and I like liquid mycelized forms the best because you can, again, titrate the dose, especially when you're dealing with little kids. And those D and A and C are so important for immune function. So I recommend everybody have those on hand. I recommend that they have on hand some sort of herb that is really potent for supporting immune system. And echinacea, golden seal is kind of endangered. So, you know, you can have golden seal if you have access to it, but Oregon grape root works really well. I always have tinctures of those around just in case, right? What else can we have around? Quercetin, it's a good antihistamine type of herb and it works really well with the last one I'll mention is zinc. And zinc is super important for the immune system and works well. The quercetin helps it get into the cells. So those are some basic things. Omega-3 fats are good, but also going back to the medicine cabinet in the kitchen, have some oregano, thyme, basil, garlic, some of those things that are food. And we have a whole episode on those herbs in the medicine cabinet. So as a health practitioner, Provide yourself with the education you need to understand all this. Those of you who are in our nutritional endocrinology training program, you know you have access to all of this. Protecting the immune system function is critical for all people. And everybody needs to be taught and they need to master this. We need to empower our patients, our clients on self-care, on how to take care of themselves. Waiting to be confined to a tilt wheelchair like Dr. Walls, or to be covered with eczema, or to be seriously ill, should not be an option. We want to teach people how to prevent these things from happening, how to support ourselves. And in the event that something does happen because we can't be perfect, then having some of those nutrients around and some of those herbs around to help boost our body's ability to handle Protecting the immune system needs to be part of the daily habits. And that's what we've been teaching in this series. Diet choices, like Dr. Terry Walls says, at least nine cups of veggies a day, along with fermented foods. Avoiding things like gluten, dairy, and sugar are mandatory, not optional. And it's up to you to educate and empower your clients. Teach them about the danger of plastics and the toxins in their personal care products and all the things we discussed with Dr. O'Brien. We have the power to prevent needless suffering and to empower people to make the diet and lifestyle changes that will improve and possibly save their lives. The more you master the art of using functional nutrition principles and whole toxin-free foods to balance body functions, the greater success you're going to have in your practice and empowering people to achieve their health and wellness goals. And I don't know about you, but that's what I'm here for. I think it's what you're here for too. This will lead you to have a thriving and fulfilling practice where you feel great at the end of the day because you're changing lives for the better. So remember to download the Immune System Guide to access all the charts and, and various resources we've been talking about at www.reinventhealthcare.com forward slash immune 
Go back to previous episodes in this theme and download the gifts that our wonderful speakers have offered us. And if you have any questions that you want answered, simply click the Ask a Question button on the top navigation on the reinventhealthcare.com site. And until next time, shine on. Thank you for listening to the Reinvent Healthcare podcast. Join the movement of practitioners that are guiding people to actually get well rather than covering up their symptoms. Connect with us at reinventhealthcare.com to access resources and tools that will empower you to create a thriving health practice.